Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey guys, with home security, there's two ways you can go about protecting your home. There's the traditional way, where you wait weeks for a technician to do a messy installation. And I don't know why it's messy. Probably ejaculate. That is my guess. Anytime a service person comes to my house, I assume there's some ejaculate. He or she is a squirter. But it is messy regardless, Brennan. There's also the other way. It's simple. It's safe. It's simply safe. It's award-winning protection. Two-time winner of the CNET Editor's Choice Award. You get comprehensive protection for your entire home. Wow, this sounds like something that will really protect my precious moments figurines. It will, Brennan. And you've got an elaborate and uh, quite impressive... It's an extensive array of precious moments figurines. You've done wonderfully. You'll have an army of highly trained security experts ready to dispatch police to your home at any moment, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. I don't know if I want the law in here. <laughs> Brennan, if there's a break in you will, and guess what? This is the best part. It's only 50 cents a day, with no contracts. Go to simplysafe.com slash team today, and you'll get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. You've got nothing to lose. That's simplysafe.com slash team, and get safe today. That's right. Slam. This bug's for you, Mizzou. Tigers trying to turn up the tempo on second and five with a 40. Bryant with the time. The pass is and a touchdown. Hand off to Roundtree running left. It's 35 to the 40. Left sideline around the man. This is the Mazad Cat. Howdy, Tiger fans, and welcome to the Mazzotcast. I'm your host, Brennan Anthony. Joining me, as always, is Colin Anthony. What's up, dum-dums? Not with us tonight is Caleb Bungard, who is tucked away in his house, possibly with coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Not sure yet. Or well, maybe what we know he's not doing is taking his kids to a father-daughter dance no, he's with not coronavirus. Doing that. No, he's not. He's You'd have to be a real asshole to do that. <laughs> You'd have to a, be a complete fucking asshole. A real selfish piece, piece of, of shit. Piece of narcissistic cocksucker. No, uh, but... I really wish I could have discouraged Caleb from taking that trip to China in the midst of all this and licking all those doorknobs. You know how he loves the Wuhan province. <laughs> yeah, it's where he, it's sort of his jam. <laughs> it's where he likes to go doe hunting. Yeah, yeah. So he's not here today. Well, we just thought we'd talk a little bit about sports. I mean, some sports have yeah, happened. We, we've got an interview to do, and we thought in the intro, maybe we'd just uh, go around the horn a little bit of Mizzou. Yeah, we've uh, we've arranged another interview with Kevin Reap. You'll remember him as the head coach of Mizzou's eSports program. National Championship. That's sports right. program. We mentioned we mentioned when we first had him on, we're going to have you on again one day whenever you've got yourself a Mizzou national title, and he did not disappoint. Let that be a lesson to all the other coaches in the Mizzou universe. Come on the show. Maybe you'll win a national championship in the same year as your interview. I mean, it didn't work for Barry Odom, obviously, but, no. you know, Conzo and the Coach Drink, you know, you, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you. The mic is hot. And so, uh, Kevin Reap, congrats on the national title. In other news, I guess uh, this is the end of basketball season, the official Mercifully, regular- <laughs> the end of basketball season, yes. It's an ups and 
up and down uh, topsy turvy season. Mizzou finished the season fifteen and sixteen. Yeah, how bad has we have we how far have we fallen when it's sort of an up and down season to have a sub five hundred fucking record? Well, I'll tell you, you know, that's not up and down. That's fucking down. We were in the really far down part of the season early mm-hmm. on, and we were really hard on Conzo at one point. And I, yeah. I said, you know, look, Kim Anderson's a 10, 11 win coach tops. Top, mm-hmm. I think ten wins was his ceiling. Yeah, and I was like, Conzo seems to be a fifteen win coach. And yep. look, here we are, 15 yep. wins. I mean, yep. we've got the SEC tournament ahead of us, but that's it for us. We mercifully are not going to have to play in the Wednesday play-in section of the tournament. Three out of the last four years, Mizzou was sort of that last man in kind yep. of bottom, embarrassing bottom four of the Yeah, we're not really even in the tournament. You're playing to play in the tournament. Yeah, and lose in the first round, sure. in the first real round. Yeah. But uh, we made it out of that uh, with a win over Alabama in the final game of the year. Thankfully, that was a big win and a helpful thing to us for you know not finishing with 14 wins because we had 15 wins last year. And if we'd have gone backwards, I mean, what are you going to do with Conzo? I've been on the record as saying Conzo's a wet fart. I hope I'm wrong. But I will say that Simply this, after watching the season, I'm comfortable with him getting one more year. Sure. And I think that since we last broadcast, Colin, we've had some good games. Yeah. And, and I, we've seen the uh, Xavier Pension and Drew Smith have emerged. There seems to be some talent. There seems to be some movement in the right direction, which is something I could never say about a Kim Anderson team. All right. Now, that movement has been small, and I am not convinced, but... I can sleep at night knowing Conzo Martin will be co- here next year coaching. Another season like this, though, I'll be like, see yeah, you later. I, I'm not ready for another 14 or 15 win season. No. And, and the thing that's really strange is that uh, we have had Jeremiah Tillman on this team, and he went through a long stretch where he was hurt. Mm-hmm. And he was one of the players we were most excited about after the Porter brothers. You know, yep, yep. He was a big, strong kid. And, he just, and we stole him at an Illinois backyard. Yeah, it was great to have him be picked up. But when he was out and when he was hurt, this team gelled better. And I'm not going to blame that on Tillman and say that it was Tillman's fault that they mm-hmm. played better without him. But certainly mixing up the dynamic helped this squad in a way that you have to recognize and observe. I think what little basketball I watched, because I didn't watch much because, uh, you know, I basically didn't want to be nauseous all the time. So mm-hmm. I just quit watching after a few minutes every game. But one thing I'll say about when Tillman was playing is that he was a very talented basketball player, or at least physically talented. And so they sort of tried to build the offense around him a little bit. I feel like he was way too involved. Um, they tried to make him a star rather than a role player. And despite his enormous talent and his enormous physicality, he is a role player. Yeah. You know, you can't build your offense around him. And that's, to me, what it looked like. They're, they were trying to get the ball to Tillman. They were trying to run the offense through Tillman. And that's not what he is. No. And the other thing, too, is he could never shake foul trouble. And <sighs> it defined what these games were going to be like for us. If Tillman got three fouls early, then it was just going to be one of those games. And if he miraculously was able to hold out until halftime before he got a second foul, then watch out. Maybe he's going to contribute. Yeah. And we sort of lived and died based on Tillman's foul count. And when we were freed from that without him in, I think that helped a lot of those kids yeah, play. Yeah, I the other night when they were playing, I watched Tillman was uh, chasing his uh, his man, you know, basically around the top of the key, and the uh, point guard for the other team was sitting up there. And Tillman had to; he just had to reach out and try to poke the ball away as he ran past while chasing his man, and he didn't get a foul called on him. But it was so close, and I thought, "What the fuck, man? You have still not learned. Leave that cocksucker alone. You're never going to poke that ball away." Yeah, you know what I mean. But he had to. He had to jump away from his man, try to poke the ball away from the fucking ball handler, and then try to catch back up with the guy he's defending. And that's and how he gets ticky tack. Yeah, fouls. Get, one, two things happen there. You get a ticky tack foul, or now you're behind, and the, they're just going to fucking roll to the guy you just left. 
to mm-hmm. go try to fucking pick up a ticky tack foul and he dunks all over you. Yeah. So one of the my frustrations with Tillman is is like he just doesn't seem to learn or change. Yeah. And I don't know if that's a, a product of Tillman being hard headed or Conzo just not being able to reach him or what it is. But there have been he's some, a frustrating guy. He, he certainly has been, and there have been frustrating things that make you think this team isn't learning or evolving. And I think when we lost to Mississippi State late down the stretch, one of the things we didn't do was just get a fucking inbounds play together to make a final shot. And I think this stage. And well, first of all, Conzo's third year late in the season, this should be a problem. You know what I mean? This should be drawn up and it should have been practice and we should know how to do it. And yet they didn't. And the weird thing to me too is this team supposedly is built around guards and we go absolutely ice cold at stretches, long stretches. And when we can't shoot, we can't play. And you know, guys like Xavier Pinson and Drew Smith, when they have been good, it completely transforms how people watch Mizzou basketball. There's something so much more fun about watching a team who has a go-to player, a star, yeah. a guy who is a point producer, and a guy who can make something happen. Because in Xavier Pinson, Pinson was doing that, and we were winning games in a row, it makes it fun to watch. And it's been a long time since Mizzou's been fun to watch yeah, on the basketball court. <laughs> I just, I never, I never watch them and can feel like I can tell that they're dis- running a discernible offense. Yeah. Or plays in general. You know what I mean? Like, that's one of the most frustrating things I get when I watch them. If anybody ever puts a press on them, I'm like, do you guys have a press breaker or is, or is this it? This sort of discombobulated chicken with our heads cut off running around trying to figure out how to get open. That's the play. And we're not short of guards. <laughs> the, the thing about that is I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention <laughs> Reed Nico, who yeah. has kind of come into his own and played very serviceable basketball yeah. this season with Tillman out, he really did step up, and he did what a big Hulk and white guy does, which is take up space in the lane, and that is a thing that you just yeah, he's, you can't coach, and nobody knows how to deal with. If you get a guy who can take up space in the lane, you can. He's a positive guy on the yeah, court. He looks like a guy who should be wearing a tracksuit, selling stereo equipment out of the back of a van. That's right. He's got Sony guts, <laughs> and uh, instead he's been a pretty serviceable basketball player yeah. after. And he's our only senior. Yeah, and that's uh, right. God love him for that. Well, and you know it's been uh, quite a stretch. You know, Kim Anderson obviously ruined the sport of basketball in the state of Missouri. Sure. And so Conzo has had an uphill battle ahead of him, no doubt. And he's dealt with, a, like I said, constant Porter boy injuries. I guess, but but. We're all running out of excuses. The honeymoon period yeah, is clearly no, this is over. It. This is clearly over. You, everybody knows where I'm. You know, I've, I've taken a firm wet fart stance. Mm-hmm. But um, this next year, Conzo yeah. can be fired after next year. Mm-hmm. The question will be: Should he be fired? And yeah. I think we've all been very patient with him. If Caleb the Greek was here, I'd ask him for odds, and I bet they wouldn't be great for Conzo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Caleb was there at that Alabama game, and he got to witness mm-hmm. the young that man. Win, yeah. Well, I guess the win, sure, but more importantly, the kid who sunk a 75-foot putt for a oh, year's yeah. worth of bacon. That's a shame <laughs> Caleb couldn't be here to uh, give us the uh, play-by-play from yeah, that. Maybe we can dial him up. He was probably doing cocaine in the bathroom at halftime, in all honesty. There though. is a very good chance of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, they, they won. We're going to go into the SEC tournament this week and then uh, not have March Madness. March, yeah. no, March, March Madness sadness. has not been a thing for me in quite some time. <laughs> you know, even the Jonte years and the, and the Michael Porter years, we were, I wasn't like, uh, you know, it was like, Hey, we made it and that's good. But you know, yeah, we, we like went through the turnstile and turned right back around. Yeah, and like came a, right a, back having around. a team or like, Ooh, we're going to maybe be able to do some damage in the tournament. When's the last time you remember that happening? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a hot minute. Speaking of Porter brothers, I guess we would be remiss if we didn't mention that John T. Porter is now in the NBA. He's a Memphis Grizzly. That's almost the NBA. 
<laughs> that's close. That's very close. Being a Memphis, being a Grizzly is almost being a professional basketball player. I think we are all universally happy for John T because it was not going his direction when he no. got injured his sophomore year. And then when he left, we were kind of like, man, what are you, what doing? Are you doing? What are you doing? But uh, clearly the gears were in motion. Yeah. And uh, he's got himself a spot on there. We'll see how long it lasts. But mm-hmm. uh, he was always talented. You know what I mean? Smooth skilled, shooter. Skilled ball player. And, and anybody that his size has got some. Ability, that's a that's it's an important thing. Jonte is always just too soft for his size, in my opinion. But but, but you can nothing, age into that. That's right. right. Nothing will harden you. I mean, fuck, the kid was seventeen playing college SEC basketball. So yeah, he should have been a senior in high school. When we yeah, had him yeah they probably had him on the weights. They probably seasoned him a little bit, toughened him up. A and little. you just mature as you age. Oh, you know I mean, what I mean? Yeah. Like being twenty two is not being seventeen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> look I'm at no my scientist, look but. at my chest and back. From the time I was 21 to now, and the, just that hair coverage, Brennan, mm-hmm. and you'll yeah. know that there is a difference as you age. You <laughs> you you grow into it a little bit. So we have a reason to watch Memphis Grizzlies basketball. We've been dying for one. Now we have it. <laughs> <laughs> We've all wanted to. Yeah. It's also baseball season. Missouri is one of the few SEC programs not ranked in the top 25 yep, as we are every year. Yep. Uh, we did get the sweep from No Name University uh, Letter School over the weekend, which mm-hmm. helped our. Um, I think we're like eight and five now. <laughs> yeah, as you know, maybe I mentioned this. Uh, Mrs. Mazodcast is an old Miss fan. Sure, they're uh, number one in the country, thirteen and one, mm-hmm. and that's what SEC teams tend to do, which yep. is sweep bad teams. So we needed yep. to do it last weekend. I'm excited to get out to watch Mizzou baseball now that we can drink beer from anywhere in the stadium. That is a game changer. Well, and not only is that a game changer, but it's supposed to be basically above 50 degrees for the foreseeable future, <laughs> which always helps if you're going to go yeah. to a ball game. And I can't help but think, coaching, money, whatever aside, climate is the biggest hindrance we have with the rest of this conference. God, I just want one of the, uh, I don't know, one of the billionaires that, that calls our state home, just build us a dome for sure. the baseball team. We need one because it is windy up on that hill. It's windy and it's fucking cold. Yeah, and it and it, I'm, it has talked me out of going to many a baseball game. Oh my god, it's nothing better on a Sunday afternoon when the weather is seventy degrees. Mm-hmm. That now that you can have beer out in the open. I mean, to watch college baseball, and nothing, drink a beer at the ba- ugh, at the ball game. But the problem is, dog. is that when is it ever warm in February where it's not windy as fuck? I know. It, 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 it doesn't it, happen. Yeah, it doesn't happen. So yeah, and, and if you if you're listening, giant donors, and I know that you are, big Mazodcast fans, I'm sure. Go ahead and build us that dome. Yeah, please do. Support the baseball program. Yeah. With Maybe with a retractable roof so on the nice days we can open that up mm-hmm. and get the sunshine because I love the sunshine, Brian. Sure, it's You great. know me. I've, I've always been a proponent of the sunshine. Oh, yeah. Worship the sun. I've been saying, long live the sun. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Lots of beast. <laughs> That's anyway, right. Anyway, so, you know. You I've, didn't get that leather skin by not loving the sun. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's yeah. right. This uh, this this olive glow doesn't come from you know staying indoors. That's right. So. Yeah, it is fun to go. And if uh, if we get some warm weather, I want to be out there a lot and drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna leave the house unless it's for <laughs> intoxicating purposes. <laughs> That's right. Well, Colin, those are the sports going on right now. But I was going thinking about taking our first break for the day. Come back and talk to Kevin Reap from the uh, Mizzou Esports program, and then get to the bread and butter of this program, which is football. Let's talk to the national championship coach of our Missouri Tigers, Kevin Reap. All right, after the break, this is the Mazzotcast. Hey, look at this post that just came through on my phone. Oh, no. That's the second time I've cracked my screen. I can't afford a new one now. Midmo iFix to the rescue. 
let Kevin repair it or buy a refurbished smartphone at Midmo iFix with a 30-day warranty. So if you cracked your screen or lost your phone overboard, stop in to Midmo iFix before you invest way more on a new phone. And if you have no use for that old phone, turn it into cash today at Midmo iFix. Next to Emo's Pizza, Osage Beach Parkway. Midmo iFix. Phones fixed fast. On the line, once again, we have the uh, head coach for Mizzou's new eSports program. Kevin Reap is on the line. Kevin, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me again. National championship winner. Yeah, that's right. We had mentioned, I think, when we had you on the first time that uh, should Mizzou ever win a national title in eSports, we'd have you on the show. And yet, here we are, I guess, year one? The first semester, actually. Just an unbelievable uh, turn of events and uh, an incredible squad that we had, and, and I was told if if they were all uh, on campus playing together, that they were going to be as good as it got, and uh, turned out to be very true. So tell us, I guess, I mean, I'm assuming that some of the listeners we have are like me, and they don't know the ins and outs of esports, what a season consists of. I know we have different teams. We've got our Rocket League team. Uh, we've got our uh, what League of Legends team, and I'm missing one. And and then, of course, the Overwatch team. So yep. the title, the national championship, was in Rocket League, correct? That is correct, yes. So our Rocket League team, we have four players on that team, uh, three starters and then a substitute. And they, they actually went 13-0 and throughout the season. And they played 12 of those matches online. And then we, they flew us out to Atlanta, Georgia, and we played at DreamHack. In the championship match, we, we played on stage in front of a crowd, uh, which is typically how esports will do that. So a lot of times you play the regular season online and then you'll come together in person for either the playoffs and the championship or in this case, just the championship. And, uh, yeah, they got it done and, and completed a perfect season, didn't drop a single game, uh, which is absolutely remarkable. So how many teams are in this playoff that get invited to Georgia to do this? There were 64 total that, uh, that entered the online aspect of it. From all across the country, 64 teams, uh, very impressive teams. And then kind of worked our way throughout the season. We, we only had to play 12 of those 64. Uh, and then we ended up playing Aquinas College, which is a small private school that is phenomenal at Rocket League, actually from Michigan. Uh, so that's who we played actually in Atlanta. They were playing Boise State and they came down to, uh, the, the final goal in, in game five, actually. Aquinas beat Boise State. So we thought we'd be playing Boise. Uh, but we got to play Aquinas, which is cool because uh, one of my good buddies actually is the coach at that school. So worked out well to, to compete against them. And that, that tells you about what you need to know right now about collegiate esports. It's still growing in the sense that uh, our national championship game was against a small private school from Michigan. But that's kind of where we're at right now as this continues to grow and develop. Yeah, regardless of how big they are, I'm just glad you crushed them mercilessly. Absolutely, yes. That's that's kind of the end goal there. No matter who we're playing, it doesn't really matter right now because – uh, it's not like traditional sports where the, the big college names don't necessarily carry the big skill right now. It, it, that's kind of irrelevant in the, in the grand scheme of things where we're at. So we can't really look at a school and say, well, no one's ever heard of them. They're probably not good because they might actually be very, very good. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we kind of, that's how we have to look at all of our competition. And luckily we did. And, and I would say crushed is a, probably the best way to describe. 
describe what we yeah. did. <laughs> so uh, I have a couple questions. One, how big is the venue that they put you up? Like how, how many people are in attendance watching this live in person? Well, we were in, we were a part of DreamHack Atlanta. So I could tell you the amount of people that were in that room. It might make it sound a little more impressive if I said 25,000 people were in there. I don't think 25,000 people were watching us that morning that we, we played for this championship. But there, what's cool about DreamHack is that it is, it's one of the largest events in the world. Uh, all about gaming, technology, just entertainment. Uh, so what that means is that all the people there that are in attendance, you just kind of circle around this building and just watch different aspects of what's being offered. So, uh, we got some pretty cool photos of us sitting on stage and probably a couple hundred people out in the crowd watching and cheering us on. And then right after our match, they could go right next door and they could watch the Halo Championship, for example. So it's kind of a cool way that esports at, the, at a high level like that, they put it all together so that fans of the industry get a chance to see, uh, really in the course of 48 hours, a handful of championships and, and high level competition like that. Coach, let me ask you a question, uh, a couple questions. One, do you feel like you guys have gotten the uh, fanfare you deserve for winning this? I mean, that one thing I've noticed, and maybe that's, a, I don't know, I want to get you in trouble or anything, but you know what I mean? Like, you guys won a national championship, and I noticed it on Twitter, but I didn't see a lot of fanfare just sort of out of the sort of the Mizzou media market. Is it just, do you feel like it's just too new yet, or do you feel like you guys got a, a plenty of uh, pats on the back? Yeah, I think that that's a lot of what it is, is that we are new and we're, and we're still kind of making a name for ourselves and, and showing the, the world that doesn't know what esports is and what it's about. Uh, we're trying to show them what it is and what it's about and what it looks like to, to play these games at a high level and what we can provide the university as a whole. So, uh, it's been fun over the last couple of months. Barstool Mizzou's kind of gotten on board with what we're doing and sharing what we, what we're doing with, uh, with their fan base, which is, which is large. And if you were to look at some of the statistics of, of our Twitter account and, and kind of the reach that we have, uh, our numbers, in my opinion, are, are very good. I'm, I'm happy with where we're at, but, uh, for where we are right now as a program, but they're, they continue to grow. And I think we're attracting more and more people every day. And, and part of this program, we, we understand is that our fan base, the big fan base that's going to root for us more than any other entity at the university is probably still in middle school right now. So. <laughs> Every year we're going to get bigger and bigger and bigger, and the kids that, that come to the University of Missouri are going to be asking about our program and how they can root for it and be a part of it uh, more and more every year. So that's kind of a, a part of this that we understand is being an innovator in the space, there's a reason why not every D1 school has a program yet, and it's because uh, they're just not sure what it's going to be like. So we kind of get to set that tone and be the deciding factor of what it, what, it, what does it look like for a team to win a Rocket League National Championship, and what can that do for an esports program in a D1 school? and Turn, turn around and hopefully do it again next year and see if it has a larger impact and, and continue that growth over the years to come. So I want to talk hardware for a second. What, I mean, we're accustomed to seeing like, you know, the borderline rivalry trophy between Missouri and Arkansas. It's a basically a knockoff of the boot that Arkansas has with LSU. And it weighs, I don't know, somewhere in the range of like 600 pounds. These giant football players can't even lift it. What's the scale and scope and size of a Rocket League national title trophy? The trophy was pretty, I was impressed by how large it was. It's at least a foot tall. It had some heft to it. Uh, we still don't have our hands on it. It had, they we're going to bring it back to the factory and add our name to it. So they I've been told I'll have it any day now, actually. Uh, funny you mentioned this. We just got our championship rings in the mail this afternoon. So I was nice. able to give that to the team, uh, just an hour ago and they were stoked. They are absolutely massive and beautiful. They got, uh, uh, 13 to no on the side for the undefeated season. There are, uh, there's the gemstone, the logo on the, on the front of it. it. It's really, really 
classy and, and huge. It's uh, massive, which is exciting. And then we're going to get custom jackets as well, too. So yeah, the I team can't. was taken care of. Nate took care of us. And, and we're going to get to walk around and, and represent the national championship program uh, as we should be. I can't wait to see a bunch of wiry 19-year-olds wearing rings the size of Clementine oranges around campus. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Do you have some of your competitors that won't be able to lift their arm above their shoulder if they have their <laughs> ring on? That's right. That's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the other question I had for you earlier was, uh, so if you're ever around Conzo Martin now at some sort of Mizzou event, you kind of give him the high hat, like, cause you won a national championship and he's obviously, you know, shitting the bed. Right. I think that there's <laughs> going to be some of that's why I wanted to get a ring for myself with so those, you know, those rare instances where I am with the other coaches, uh, coaches on campus. I can yeah. just let them know. Yes. Uh, pay no attention to the warnings about the coronavirus. <laughs> Touch your face a lot and just like stoke exactly. your beard. You know what I mean? With yeah. your ring showing. Feel free to tap it on the table Absolutely. often. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a power a, move. Be a, a power move in every meeting I'm in from now on. Yeah. If you ever, you're ever in a meeting with all those guys and one of the football or basketball coaches is talking, you start tapping that ring on the, on the, uh, the table to get everybody's attention. Hey, can I get a word in? <laughs> I think it's a natural reminder every few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a natural question um, with the Rocket League team doing so well, going undefeated, winning a national title. The other two programs that you have, is there a little pressure there now? You know, come on, guys, you know, and gals, you know, let's. Well, see, that's uh, let's, the thing. Yeah. The other teams are doing phenomenal as well, actually. And then, so that's the exciting aspect of this. The, the League of Legends team, their season is a little more unique. There's more travel involved. So over the last month and a half we've been to wichita kansas springfield missouri des moines iowa uh we just found out a couple minutes ago that our trip to chicago this weekend has been canceled because of the coronavirus mm-hmm. but they've been able to travel over the midwest and compete against other schools We're part of the conference that they're in it's called the midwest esports conference uh, they actually just last week clinched the playoffs so we'll be in kansas city knock on wood and next weekend for the playoffs for the league of legends season and then the overwatch season started three weeks ago and that team is three and oh right now they're undefeated haven't dropped a map uh, so they're looking pretty good right now too so on paper everybody's on track to continue the uh, championship uh, streak but we'll see how that looks in a couple weeks from right now but it couldn't be better from where i stand well, uh, the, looking at the next month and a half will the other two leagues also do they have sort of a playoff structure similar to uh the rocket league where you actually go to a physical location and we'll have you know fans in attendance or are are they structured differently they are structured like that so the league of legends will will, the playoffs uh, again assuming they happen next weekend we'll be in kansas city uh for planet comic con which i've been told another twenty thousand people are there at that event and similar to dreamhack where we'll be on stage there uh and then Hopefully some people that are in the area can swing by and learn about collegiate esports and the University of Missouri and, and everything that's happening. Uh, and we'll be playing Robert Morris in the first round. We'll be a, a four seed and they are the best team, one of the best teams in the country. So that's who we, we kick it off against them. But uh, we actually took a game off of them last week, which we had yet to do and very, very few teams have done. So we're, we're getting there. We've seen a ton of improvement from that squad. Uh, we'll find out in the next week and a half how, how, good they are right now and, and how prepared they are for the, the gauntlet of teams that we'll be playing over uh, the next week. So I think the first time we talked maybe a year ago, I can't remember how long it's been now, uh, we talked about trying to get things off the ground so people could actually follow and watch live. And you mentioned that there are YouTube channels that uh, show some of this stuff. Is there an avenue or things moving along now where uh, Mizzou students, Mizzou fans, Mizzou alumni can follow the team sort of in live real time and watch what's going on? 
we are making progress. Uh, we're still, we're getting closer than we were last time we talked. That is for sure. And that's, that's a goal for mine for this semester as we continue to, to produce content that, uh, people are going to be able to want to watch. We want to make sure that people can tune in and, and see these, these teams that are doing very well. So, uh, twitch.tv slash Mizzou esports still yet to have anything go live there, but it, it will be happening very soon. I'm working with a, an actual uh, journalism student now who will be creating some videos for us to share some of what we're doing. And then, um, yeah, hopefully we'll, we'll be able to create some, some content. And we're also developing right now a public land center. So an area on campus where the general public in August will be able to hang out and game. But then we're also going to have a spectating theater room as well, where students, uh, students on campus will be able to hang out and watch our matches and cheer them on literally in the same facility that we're in, which will be pretty special. That'll be great. Yeah, I remember Colin offered his services to be sort of a uh, PA announcer and, and uh, follow along, and you very politely uh, uh, suggested maybe services not needed. Yeah, sure. Well, well it's, it's your yeah, school. Still, name is still on the list for sure. Not at the Good. top, but still on the list. <laughs> and it's not a short list. <laughs> <laughs> very, very, very long, but at least your name's on it. I think it's yeah, on the third or second. There's only a few page. thousand applicants every year and get, get, <laughs> immediately get put in front of me. But, uh, you know, mm-hmm. well, exactly. fingers crossed. Well, Coach Reap, uh, one of the things I think we need to see get that uh, that trophy into Columbia and put it on display at the student center, so uh, some of the students and people can come and see what a national trophy looks like in esports and really get some uh, publicity for that thing, so people will know that we've got a national title here in town. Absolutely, I love it. That's a great idea. I'm going to try to make that happen and show it off to as many people as I can because I think it is it is special and it's it'll. Uh, I think a lot of people. Once they hear this story of how good we are doing, they'll start uh, sharing it with their friends. And we're just going to, like I said, we're going to get more and more people every year. So Bring the, the start of it, we knew it was going to be kind of at this pace, but I think it's going to exponentially grow from here. Last question I have for you before we let you go. We talked about the University of Kansas. Are they involved in this? I know, I think they were just getting around to getting internet last time. They were doing dial-up, I think, when we last spoke. But are, are they any closer <laughs> to having an eSports team? They have officially created a program. It's very similar to ours. They're competing in League of Legends and Overwatch. We have yet to play them officially. I will say that our League of Legends team practiced against them, and I was told that uh, it wasn't as competitive as it uh, we anticipated. I'm pretty sure. Uh, <laughs> wait till they start paying recruits. Yeah, I don't know. No doubt. The competition level will rise rapidly once yeah. they start getting those uh, bagmen out there. Yeah, they just got to talk to Coach exactly. Self about how to uh, how to grease some palms. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, so that's kind of where uh, we we got to practice against them. I'm hoping next over the next couple of months we'll have an official either show match or come across them over season and kind of see where our programs align on paper. I, I think we are exactly where we need to be. Uh, from Mizzou to traditionally beat Kansas uh, and anything else we do. Esports is going to be no different for a very long time. Sounds great, Coach. Good to hear. Thank you, Coach Kevin Reap. He's the head coach of the Mizzou Esports program, the national champions in Rocket League. Follow them along. They've got uh, several uh, matches, it sounds like, coming up. Appreciate you coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, I appreciate you having me back on and hope to be on again in the future talking about more championships. Coach is on with us uh, again. Uh, Yeah. Well, I didn't. I didn't honestly expect to talk about national championships this quickly after the initial interview. Yeah, That's but how nice. about that? Yeah. I mean, it is interesting because I mean, I think we spent a lot of time talking to him in the first interview about how uh, what is esports. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe people actually are into this and it's a thing, and now it's turning into very much a thing. I mean, it's yeah. I, I, 
I, I want them to hype it up too. I mean, it's a national championship. I don't care what it's him. Mizzou's got one. Let's, yeah. let's talk about it. I mean, it. there may be people that listen to this show that aren't into like esports or don't mm-hmm. think it's a counts as sports or whatever, but like, fuck, it's Mizzou and we're doing good at it. Let's yeah. pump the son of a bitch. You know what I mean? Right. Let's make this, let's make this known. You yeah. know, so I, I like the fact that he was trying to be diplomatic about how badly they were destroying Kansas. Yeah. And in Kansas's defense, though, there's very few teams that are competing in the 1998, uh, you know, like upright video game. In, right. a, in a bar, Big Buck Hunter. But that that's their primary video game right now. They're one to compete with, and it's... I think that has been a challenge to the Kansas program. They were on Street Fighter 2 and Frogger <laughs> yeah, for a long time. And Golden T. Yeah, it's hard to find competitors at that level. Well, like, I mean, we're like, guys, we're trying to use the internet to play these games, and Kansas wants to roll those giant machines into a truck and bring them to the competition. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. no, no. The huge joysticks. Yeah, the 1998 Big Buck Hunter is not... Appropriate. The, for remember this the league. models, the big buck hunter um, models, and like the cowgirl hats. You know what I mean? It's like you're supposed to be sexually aroused by a video game girl. <laughs> you know what's great about those is it's like some girl went to L.A. Mm-hmm. tried to <laughs> tried to chase that dream. The only the closest she got was to be dressed as sort of <laughs> in the worst like country girl outfit ever to be on a big buck hunter. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> in the back of sleazy smoke filled bars. Yeah, and they're still there. I mean, like you go into certain bars, they're still there. So she's literally a fifty one year old woman now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there she is, hot as ever. Congratulating that you for straw killing that hat on. <laughs> it's always Daisy Je- Daisy yeah. Duke jeans and cowgirl. Okay. Brennan, we both grew up in the country. We know how women dress in the country. They are <laughs> sure, all that's Daisy church Duke clothes. Jeans. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So uh, there you have it, folks. You've been clamoring for more esports. Here you have it. I hope some of those kids get to lose those rings if you take my meaning. <laughs> Deep in there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This is the Mazak Guest. Making big boy plays and I'm about to run the town. Making big boy plays and I'm about to shut it down. Making big boy plays and I'm about to run the town. Making big boy plays, man, I'm about to shut it down. I bust a super dope move, everybody know me. When it come to getting money, man, you can't have slow feet. Gotta get it and go. Plan to see, let it grow. Making big boy plays. And we are back. So curtain season has come upon us, and uh, obviously we did okay in our first year getting recruits for this season. Uh, Coach Drinkowitz didn't have a lot of time to prepare, but he Mm -hmm. is building a base for 2020-2021. I think let's start where every program wants to start, Colin. Long snappers. (laughs) We have a long snapper (laughs) who transferred from LSU. Yeah, he was supposed to go to LSU, now coming to Mizzou. I don't know what we... What kind of incentives we provide to lure a guy to our program with those long snap? I mean, all think of the long snapper pussy. Ah, oh, it's probably it's torrential. <laughs> it's a sh- nothing short of an esports national title <laughs> ring. Yeah, I can't think of anything that brings in the ladies like long snapper duties. Yeah, I I, I couldn't agree more. At a position that may be more helpful to us, cornerback, which mm-hmm. we have needed some help at. We did. Get old Ennis Rakestraw. Yeah, there was a lot of talk about him yeah. when he signed on yeah, board. Yeah, uh, Coach Drink uh, wanted to do uh, backflips, uh, <laughs> pull his hair out and act like a buffoon, really. Well, he, yeah. He a went, happy buffoon. Don't right. be wrong. I'm not breaking Drink's balls, but it was a buffoonery ensued. It was. It went viral and was talked about on the Paul Feinbaum show. Yeah, he so he was so really ex- about excited about a three-star recruit. But hey, you know what? Drink's picked a uh, persona, and that persona is excitable, Go get them, like, yeah, energetic, over the top, like, yeah, the, yeah. the bar goes to 11. Yeah, he's got, a, he's got an 11 setting, and I like it. I can, I, it'll get old quick if he doesn't win football games, but I got a story for you, Colin, about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 
Coach Drink went to meet the students in the student center last week, and sure. it was a big deal because he's a man of the people. He's going to yeah, meet all sure. these kids and you know talk about Mizzou football and get them all out there and mm-hmm. get them excited. Well, he comes into the student center, and I mean, he just barrels through the doors, and he starts like, like screaming, Kramer. like Kramer from Seinfeld or Howard Dean. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> some nineties references, yeah. there, y'all. Well, two thousands early. Okay. <laughs> anyway. I mean, just hooting and hollering. Yeah. And the thing about the student center is that sometimes, even though they have football-related events there, sometimes people are there simply to be college students and yeah. study and eat yeah, like sure. pizza slices. So there were a lot of kids who like kind of turned their head and craned their neck and were kind of like, who the fuck is this? And why is he flipping out? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> and it's your head football coach yeah, who looks a lot like Ed Helms. <laughs> he does. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm excited. He, he's hitting the... Um... The recruiting trail, enthusiasm uh, is infectious. Yes, it is. And Especially for young people. It is, yeah. Well, I mean, let's just be honest. Young people are dumb, and they're <laughs> easily manipulated. And so, you know, you can you can get them to run through a brick wall. They haven't got old and cynical yet. And so mm-hmm. an enthusiastic That's why, coach like uh, Coach Drink is probably a good, a good choice. When he just signed a new guy, an, I think an offensive lineman this week. Yeah, um, shit, what was his name? Connor Tolson or? Tolison. Tolison. Something like that. You know me and names, Brennan. I'm yeah. always spot on. Yeah, Connor Tolison, he's coming to us. And I think I. Another think, guy that was getting recruited by some of the big boys. Yeah, and that's the thing. Even though these guys we mentioned have all been three star recruits, they've all been getting sniffed at and offers from the Alabamas and the Oklahomas of the world, which is saying something that they're staying home because this is a Missouri kid, is Tolson. Yeah. And uh, we definitely need help at the offensive line position we just because. Need talent, too. I mean, three stars is, I mean, maybe that's not much to Alabama, but you can. Gary Pinkle made a very, very handsome career out of three star athletes. Yeah, give me those three stars. Um, yeah, we need help with the offensive line because our current offensive line is young and you know we don't know what we're going to see at a quarterback uh this year obviously sean robinson the tcu transfer is probably going to get the first shot at the qb1 spot yeah but who knows i mean connor bazalek he's coming off of injury he's already out in the spring practices he's on the field he's obviously not taking full snaps or anything but it's really good to see him back from a very bad injury in the fall and he looked good when we saw him out there and granted some of it was garbage minutes but it wasn't all garbage minutes and he definitely looked better than taylor powell if you ask me is in the third hole Mm -hmm. right now because uh, both, you know, what Sean Robinson brings in potential and hype, and then what Bazalek brought in, you know, showing us what he can do. I don't think Powell is not. If, if we're riding on Powell, we're going to not be a 500 program. Yeah, I agree with that. Spring practice has started. We're gonna we're gonna get more and more information from I'm sure the press box super friends and the like uh, as how as to the way practice is going very soon. Yeah, and it's the long period where we've got so long till football. But one of the things that will come up is the NFL draft, and I think one thing that really struck out to you, Colin, this year was one of Mizzou's own during the. Uh, yeah, I watch combine. the draft. I enjoy the draft, and I enjoy the combine, uh, and that makes me a crazy person to most. Um, certainly, my wife and I, to Brendan. But Albert O ran a four four nine as a two hundred and fifty eight pound tight end. Yeah, I mean he ran himself into a much higher draft spot, and You're Albert O was going to get fast. drafted anyway. Mm-hmm. That's fucking fast. That's fucking fast for anybody. That's fucking definitely fast for a tight end. Like, and if you're in the four fours, you're a wide receiver, running back, cornerback. You know, he's a tight end and a two hundred and sixty pound man. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. um, he's a freakish athlete, and uh, he's gonna I, he's gonna go first round. In my opinion, I mean, he may go top 10 first round with that kind of number. And I'm, I don't, I'm no draft expert, but I'm just looking at it going, God, I mean, wouldn't the Detroit Lions love that guy? Yeah. Do you think he is, 
People don't talk about Albert O and blocking a lot. And how do you think that figures in with well, who gives NFL a fuck? Teams? It's the NFL. They're going to have a second <laughs> tight end, some douchebag that they've plucked off of some team to fucking go bash his skull into another man. Yeah, so Travis Kelsey's not known for his blocking. Yeah, is it? fuck no. They're going to find some idiot to do that job. He's going to smash his head into the into the guy across from him. He's going to forget his fucking kid, grandkid's name when he's fifty. Mm-hmm. And uh, Alberto's going to catch a lot of footballs. So uh, <laughs> we sure hope so. Which which tight end would you rather be, Brennan? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Um, I am. I'm still torn with Drew Locke because Drew Locke was so good with the Denver hey, Broncos good. last year. Looks and he looked like what we thought he could be in mm-hmm. an NFL uniform, but it's still with the Denver Broncos. Yeah. Well, I'll root for Drew Locke as long as he's not playing in the AFC. Well, he is playing in the AFC. No, but I mean AFC teams. Mm, he you know, if he's playing in an AFC team, then I'll root for him. So if you're if he's playing an AFC West yeah, team. Yeah, a lot of people are like, no, no, no. A lot of people say AFC West. I'm like, if he's playing the AFC, fuck him. Okay. But... Because I'm a Chiefs fan, first and foremost. Well, we a Zoo fan or a Drew Locke fan or a father or a husband or an employee. Mm-hmm. I'm a Chiefs fan first in all things. Sure. And uh, so, But if he's playing the New York Giants, yeah, I'm a go Drew Locke, you know? Mm-hmm. Disciple of God. <laughs> sure. Chiefs fan first. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, Chiefs, God, country, you know, that, whatever. you know. Family? Sure, you can throw them in there at some point. Sure. All right. Well, so it is what... Early, mid-March, things are just starting to thaw out. Yeah. We barely had anything to talk about. Baseball has not started yet. Um, it kind of has. People, well, spring training. Oh, you mean ML, Major League Baseball. MLB Baseball yeah, has yeah, not yeah. started yet. You know, people are trying to tell me that I should be interested in hockey, and despite our success, I am, uh, that uh, is, that sales pitch is being, is falls on deaf ears for me. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not interested in hockey. I just keep watching reruns of Always Sunny in Philadelphia in spite of watching hockey. Yeah. So, well, it won't last too long. Baseball's coming around the corner, and when it does, things really sort of yeah. come together fast. And you know, we've got an XFL team in this state now. Yeah, and they're pretty good too. <laughs> I guess so. How do you measure it against anything? <laughs> well, they're winning. They're winning in their little league. Yeah, in their little league. Their little league they've got going on there. Yeah, it's so adorable. I do think it is nice to see in the XFL that there are college guys who you kind of remember and yeah. rooted for yeah, yeah, and yeah. didn't either didn't get a shot in the NFL or just it didn't take and now you you get to see them still do things you know yeah. football related things for me it's Ladamian Washington I mean I I really wouldn't follow the St Louis XFL team but I want him to catch all the touchdowns well and he did he did he was having a little bit of a of, of a start of a career at the NFL and then injuries as they always do did for Washington it kind of derailed that. Um, but yeah, getting to see people do football things. I, mm-hmm. I'm hoping he catches all the touchdowns and snorts all the cocaine and has sex with all the girls in St. Louis. Yep, and he's not the only Mizzou guy in the XFL, but he's the one I'm really rooting for because, uh, like I said, touchdowns and hookers. Yeah. That's yeah. what it's all about, folks. <laughs> That's right. This is America. <laughs> all right, well, get out to vote. Or you can do what I do. You can go and ride in Chase Daniel every single time. That's right. Colin's been doing it for a long time. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't won the, the presidency yet. But by God, I'm going to keep after it. We could do worse. <laughs> M-I-Z. Z-O-U. Catches all the touchdowns and snorts all the cocaine and has sex with all the girls. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. 
Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.